Okay, let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Mem Zayin. Today's Mem Ches. We'll have a mind for Shlema for Hadassah Basronia, Michal Aviva Basiodis, and Amy Basvara, all else who need. And with that, we'll get right to the review of yesterday's Daf. So we started off yesterday quoting from the Mishnah, talking about where um, uh, somebody said to his friend, Right? It's right after the Mishnah. Yeah. No, so it's on Mem Zayin. The top piece is a quote of the end of the Mishnah. Somebody says, So we said that if he dies, since he limited it just to his house, so then it's okay. Anyway, so the question is this. So Avimu wants to know, what if a person says, Right now he's the owner of the house. And he didn't say, you can't, you know, you're vowed from coming into my house. He said, you're vowed from coming into this house. And then, what happens if after he dies or sells it, does that extend into that or not? Which basically is the question, can a person ask for something that's in his rishos for even after it leaves his rishos? That's the question, or not? And we saw the answer, Rabbi says, that uh, a person can tell his son, kind of, that he vow, makes a vow that he can't benefit from him, then he can inherit him. But if he says, and then he dies, then it's even after he dies it extends, which proves very clearly that a person can prohibit that which is in his domain even after it's no longer in his domain. And that's clear-cut proof. And like I said yesterday, the Ran points out that doesn't mean that he doesn't actually inherit his father. And that's what it sounds like. He does inherit his father. His father can't take away Yerusha. He doesn't have that power. But what he does have the power to do, um, but uh, he still can't benefit. It's his Yerusha. He just can't benefit from his Yerusha. So what he will do is he could borrow money from somebody else, and the, the Yerusha could be go to that guy um, to pay back for his debt. And that would be actually technically allowed. So that's the story. Brings us to the next thing. We saw a quote of the Mishnah. Somebody says these fruit are a co-name, are prohibited with the power of a carbon. Um, on me, or I'll pee on my mouth, or liffy, or to my mouth. Um, so then, not only is he also to them, but even the chilufehen, even an exchange of them, or what grew from them, is also going to be become prohibited. So the Shaila is, what about if a person, that's when he is prohibiting himself. What if he says, these perils that are mine are prohibited to so-and-so. Um, does that extend to their exchanges and their, um, and, 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 or not? What's the two sides? Do we say that, you know, for yourself, since you can ask yourself on something that's not yours, you can also ask yourself on something that's not yet in the world. As opposed to, on your friend, I can't ask my friend to something that's not mine, so therefore, maybe I can't ask him from something that's not in this world either. That's the one side. Or maybe we say that, kind of, in a rabbinic sense, once we equate the chilufin and chilufin, so we say it's the same thing, we don't make a distinction. That was the suffix of the Gemara. And Rav Acha Parminumi said, uh, a, a proof. He said, uh, uh, somebody tells his wife a co-name that, uh, that, I, that, 
that, that uh, of, of, of benefiting, right? That I give you any benefit if she borrows, and the creditors will pay will come will come and get paid from the from the husband. So that works. So why does that work? Um, uh, must be that the chilufin don't get. You know, chilufin is different than gidulin. In other words, we, we make a distinction because we're allowed to get the exchange. So the Gemara says, Rav says that's not a good proof because maybe that's not maybe only lechatchila uh, that it's not acceptable. But the yeah, that it is good. Meaning, really, chilufin is kigidulin. Lechatchila, uh, she shouldn't be doing this. But the yeah, it once it's done, it's done. So the Gemara tried another proof from the case of Orla. Man marries a woman with Orla fruit directly, so then actual Orla fruit, it's not a good kiddushin because it's Asr Bana. But if he sells the fruit and takes the money and, and marries the woman, then it is a good marriage. So isn't that, that proves that it doesn't take on to the exchange. So the Gemara says maybe that's also on the does, but it, it's a good kiddushin. For me, really, it is prohibited. So we remain with uh, uh, like inconclusive in the Gemara. Uh, how does the, uh, the Psaq Halacha usually, um, uh, like I said, the, the Ran, I mentioned this yesterday, the Ran Paskins look cool over here because he says, after all, this is a, it, it's only by definition rabbinic in nature over here. Um, and it makes more sense that it's a suffix, suffix Durabanan Lekulo, we take a more lenient stance. He does bring down that uh, from the Rambam seems to say that it is the same thing. Um, you know, it's machmir. Anyway, um, and that is where we left off. That's the review. It was a quick review of yesterday's daf. But don't worry, today's daf is longer. Okay, I've been joining the Chazaras on the uh, the new daf together in my recording because uh, it's it's not that long. So you know what? Yeah. Everybody should listen to the whole thing, including the Chazar. Okay. Um, all right. So we're starting at the mission at the bottom of the page on the Mem Zayin of the Beis. Harem Yolech Acherem. I am on you Acherem, which means that I am making. Um, um, I'm making my stuff on you prohibited. Okay, so I can do that. Hamudar uh, Osar, he who he is referring to is now prohibited to benefit from this person who made the statement. If he makes a secondary statement, you are to me as a cherem. So um, then Hanodar Osar, then the one who makes the vow is now prohibited. Okay? So that's what the words mean. If I say, that means I'm saying about myself that I'm to you. As a cherem, a cherem, as we know, it depends where you live. If you live up north, so then a cherem is understood to mean that it's like Hagdish. If you live down in the near the base of Mikdash, so then there's it's not clear what cherem means. Maybe it means like it's a gift to the Kohanim, but uh, we're, we're assuming that it's like a cherem, like in the north. Anyway, so those are the two terms. However, look at this: Hareini Allahu Ba'atolai. I am on you, Acherem, and you are on me, Acherem. So again, it's really only one person making the statement here, but he's making it in both directions. I, you cannot benefit at all from me, and I cannot benefit at all from you. Shnei they're both going to be prohibited. Um, 
from this guy's stuff and he's prohibited from that guy's stuff. However, things that are global, that are not really attached to particular people, anybody going up from Bavel is allowed to use those things. We'll see what's included in that in the Gemara. The Mishnah will explain. But things that are that are particular to the city, they can't benefit from things that are from the city. What that means it. We'll see what that. We'll see what what they mean. Okay. So What's an example of Ole Babel type things? The well that's in the middle of the road, all those things, right? And we know um, that they were built so that people coming in, the Ola Regal, they have access to well to well water, they have access to you know to the Harabayas and the Azaros and all those things, even though everybody technically owns a share in that, technically. Um, my prohibiting you and you and you being prohibited for me doesn't preclude us from using these things. They're like sort of they were requisitioned for the state and they're not particular to any particular person. Okay, so you have no rights over it to have exclusivity to prohibit somebody from it. However, things from the city actually God can be prohibited from. Let's say these are city stuff that pull you know this the, 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 the thoroughfare in the in the road and the bathhouse and the shul basaknesas fateva and the bima teva is the bima where they read the Torah from Vasvarm and the Sifrei Torah that belongs to everybody in the city. So if I prohibit you from me, so then that's benefiting from me because I have a a chilek in that. I have a chilek in all these things. And I'm also going to be prohibited because you're also prohibited. Okay, so we're both prohibited. Um, that's far, uh, however, if a person writes off his rights to the city stuff to the local authority, so um, that, we'll see, the will we'll explain, that actually is the way to fix this. So in other words, what are we to do if we want, you know, a guy wants to go to shul, right? And here he's prohibited to go to shul. So the system is, is that the guy can just write his stuff off. That my rights is, uh, relinquishes his rights to the state, basically. Not the state, the city. To the Nasi, right. To the leader. You don't have to gift it to the Nasi, per se. You can gift it to anybody. I can say, my rights to the public stuff, I'm writing it over to, you know, to Yankee. It's his now. So he has like two shares in the shul, and I don't have my share in the shul anymore. You understand? Mm-hmm. And now, he's not benefiting from me because I don't have my share in the shul. You understand? That's what, that's what works. So you can be there as a guest? What? And you're there as a guest? Ah, and I can still use it as a guest. Right, exactly. I'm not using it as an owner, I'm using it as a visitor. Okay, big deal. The uh, the shul is only uh, jointly owned by people like town or anybody. It's um, it's it's a good question. It's a good question. But it's the ownership is to the people in town, but anybody can come and use it. It's, uh, but but the point being is is that I could just give it over to anybody. I don't have to give it over to the Nazi. Ali, so according to Reb Yehuda. Uh, so what is the difference? The difference is 
the guy doesn't have to actually pick it, the Nazi doesn't actually have to do anything. But if I'm giving it over to that Jew, he needs to be making a Kenyan to show that he's, that he's taking it or whatever. Okay? This is the way Rabbi Yudah explains. No, doesn't matter. Even the Nazi needs to be Zokha. And you're right. Really, it doesn't matter who you give it to. And um, the reason why we said Nasi is not because you can't give it to a Hadiot or anybody else, but because that's typically who they would give it to. The idea being is that, you know, kind of somebody doesn't want, you know, if I give it to another Hadiot, maybe he's going to get angry at me and prevent me from the things. I don't want to, you know, let's just go to the Nasi, assuming the Nasi will be above the, the politics of, you know, like, oh, you, you voted for him? Forget about it. You know, like I'm not, we're not going to let you use my things, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that's the hope, anyway. Uh, unfortunately, whatever. Anyway, listen to this. It's not necessary to do so in the Galil. They already, nobody owns anything anymore over there. <laughs> uh, all the city stuff is belongs to the, you know, the not in any of, and it's not, does not belong to any of the individuals, and the reason is, because uh, nobody was able to go to shul because they kept prohibiting each other, and they're apparently they're kantarin, which is, uh, you know, a way of saying that they're they not they don't get along very well, and therefore they're constantly prohibiting everybody from there. Like they're like always upset about something, and that's uh, and therefore they just the the smart their parents already realized what's going on, and they said, you know. Everything that's ours is actually just the Nazis. We don't have any rights anymore. And therefore, you can't prohibit things from public things, you know. It's not going to help for the guy's private stuff, but at least what's this, the city stuff, everybody would be able to use because they just know who they're dealing with, you understand? So that's what, that's the story with Anche Galil. Hmm. Um, however, um, right, um, and that's what Rabiu is saying. Very Con- interesting. Contranese? Yeah. Cantankerous. Cantankerous. It fits very nicely. It sounds very similar. They're cantankerous people, exactly. Probably true today, too, right? I don't know. It's the people up north. I don't know. It's like that today, all over the place. All over the place. Going to any shul is always. Not in Houston, Baruch Hashem. Okay. Not in London, okay. <laughs> All right. Zag the Gemara. Am I Mitzer? So the question is, um, why, why is it prohibited? What, what does that mean? Um, so, so Amrav Sheshach, this is what it's saying. In other words, what is it, if you read the Mishnah directly, it sort of doesn't make sense. That it's prohibited also when he writes the chilek to the nasi. So he's saying, no, no, no. What's the way to overcome the problem that they prohibited each other? Or he prohibited his friend from the using the public stuff, the, what, the city stuff. So they should just write their share to the nasi. And uh, their parentheses, so you take out the parentheses because... The Mepharshim say that's like repetitive. It's but really just a quote from the Mishnah. Okay, Rabbi Yudomer, Rabbi Yudomer, 
Right there, can't contain caris. How you and contrunin? How you? How you know? Drin hanaz them is and they always were prohibiting each other to benefit. Amdo b'seim. So the father said, you know, let's chazvu chalkei and the nasi. Everything is the nasis. Nobody has anything over here. The shul's owned by just the nasi. Hopefully, the nasi's not fighting. Everyone else is. Everyone else can fight as much as they want there, but but the shul everyone can go to. No, no problem. That's the story. All right, brings us to the new Mishnah. This is, we've seen this before. Guy made a vow not to benefit his friend, and he has nothing to eat. Um, he can gift it to a second person, to a, to a third party, that is. Then once he gifts it, the other guy will be permitted. And here's the story that we actually mentioned earlier. The story goes about a fellow in Beis Choron. And the father had a vow not to benefit from his son. Whatever it was, there was a bit of a fight between the father and the son. And here the son is marrying off his son. And he really, really wants to reconcile with his dad. So Vamalachaber told his, his friend, Okay, uh, this whole courtyard and this meal is given to you so that this way daddy can come and eat the meal and enjoy the suda with us. So that's what's going on over here. So basically that's what he's figuring out, a legal loophole to avoid the prohibition of benefit. Because he's not benefiting from him, because he already gifted it to his friend. Amar, so the friend was not happy with this arrangement. Some friend. Some friend. Well, he really felt that he, he felt it, that it was being, you know, like the fault of the law is going on him. If it is truly mine, then it's Hegdish. Amar lay. There went that suda. Okay. I gave you what belongs to me to make it hectic? That's not what I gave it to you for. So he said to him, yeah, okay. You only get, what you gave to me was yours. So you and your dad should get along. And I'm going to be the one who's hanging on the noose for that Avera. <laughs> so interesting, like for them to get along, that's like a big avera. Can you understand what's going on? Um, the idea is, is that the avera of the breaking of the vow. Think about it. How is the dad going to reconcile with the son? Because the son has such a beautiful meal and whatever, and he's benefiting from it. It's because it's the son's meal. It's only in name only the other guy's meal. But the whole idea is, is that they're that uh, the son is treating the father to a beautiful meal, to a, to a wonderful wedding, etc., etc. You understand? So it's like a fake out. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not interested. Um, agreed with this friend. Okay? Any gift that's not a real gift. Uh, that you can't, if you made it hegdish, and it won't actually be hectic in a matana. It's, it's a, that's the litmus test whether it's a real gift or not. Yeah, right? but it, 
if it wasn't the real gift, he couldn't make a hekdesh to begin with. You have to give it to him in such a way that he would be able to make it hekdesh, and it's in his capacity to do so. And you just have to trust him, okay, that he won't. But it has to be a true gift. That's the test. So Gemara is bothered by this. It's a contradiction. It can't be a maternal menasal No, that's well. Yeah, well, the, the problem is, is that. It, it, yeah, we do that with all We do that all the time with all of Gemara is, I mean, the Mepharshim talk about how does this fit in. But first, let, we just seem to write of contradicted ourselves in the Mishnah and the, and the first part of the Mishnah, the second part of the Mishnah, first part of the Mishnah is saying that you could gift it to somebody else to give to him, and that's fine. And now we're saying, I can't gift it to, you know, the story here saying I can't gift it to somebody else to give to my Father, what's the difference? Maizelistar, it's contradictory story. The story contradicts our statement. So, so we have to missing some parts. This is how you read it. If the end shows what the beginning was, that he never really meant it to belong to that other person, also then it's forbidden. That's the story of Bezchoron. The end proves that he never really meant that it should even belong to that guy at all. Okay? And that's the difference. The difference here between this and, a, and, a, and let's say the Esra, the little of an Esra case when you gift it, is that I'm gifting it to, and now it's yours to be fulfilling the mitzvah. So you, he has something that he's doing with it that it's his. And then when you're finished, you give it to me. Over there, you know, I'm giving it to him only not to do anything but to give it to my father. So then it's not his at all except to, you know, except for me. Okay? That's not the same thing. Am Rav Loshanum, this is only an issue of the Amr Lei, Fehinon Lefanecha, Ela Kedesh He was kind of outright explicit. It is yours only so that my father can come and eat. Ah, it's good. So he said it so outright and explicit, so then obviously you don't mean it that it should really be his, and that's the problem. But if he said, it should be for you so my father can come, meaning it's a little more parif, according to your knowledge, meaning if you're willing to let my father eat by your meal, that's up to you. And therefore it would be okay. So... The same situation, a guest yeah. is given food by the host. He eats his meal. If he gives a portion that's been given to him to the father, would that be acceptable? You know what I'm saying? Well, so it's not, he, the host wants to freely give his guest the food he wants to eat, right? Right. So he piles on his plate certain uh, food. What mm-hmm. if that guest now, that's his food, gives Right, right, right. So maybe that would maybe that would work, but again, because there it was his food; it was the guest food theoretically. Yes, there's a whole question with guests in general. I mean, you know, like uh, it's understood when I when a guest this comes to your meal, you know, like you'd be kind of annoyed if he starts, you know. um, I mean, most people don't make a big deal about it, but if he doesn't eat any of the food, but he just packs it up and starts selling it, you know. So I guess I'll take some doubles. Well, that's it's case. a little uncouth, you know what I'm saying? You no, know, whatever. Like, but the idea is, like is a that doggy bag. I want to stick onto my dog. 
Right. In other words, like, it's a, there's an understanding that I'm giving it to him because I want my guest to eat here. You know, yeah. there's an understanding. So, it's not like it wasn't what, what my intention that you should just you so, know. So in that case, the father couldn't be present. The no, here the, over there, the, the even the the courtyard was prohibited. That was part of the so problem. You had to problem. grant him everything, the whole meal, the courtyard, so and everything. So, it's so it was more complicated, yeah, right? Yeah. But you were thinking he was going to pack up with the leftover to take it to the father who's elsewhere and have it. That's not the same thing. Right, but I'm saying that's not the, that wouldn't have worked to, to get to reconcile. His goal is to reconcile yeah, with his right, father. Right, right, he right. should have undid his vow. That's what he should have done. But I'm not sure who made the vow. It could be the father made the vow. The son's trying to uh, the son's trying to overcome that. You know, whatever. It's a it's complicated. Parent you know, parent child relationship can get complicated. You know. Okay, Lishachina, version B. Amrin la, they say it this way. Amrava lotema taima to amrle vihina lefanecha. Opposite. Don't say that the reason is because he said vihina lefanecha, who the usher. That's why it's usher, because I'm only giving it to you for that purpose. Aval amrle hain lefanecha, shiavo abba, more, you know, viochal, and he'll eat it. Mutter, it's going to be allowed. Not true. It's yours, and father will come eat, meaning it's not only so that, meaning you weren't as explicit, it's still usur. It doesn't matter how, why, uh, but why is it still usur? My time, Sudaso His meal is the proof, is the proof. What does it mean? I, I didn't go through the full expense, the whole expense of making such a fancy meal. Um, for the sake of uh, of you of you not not going to my father, obviously I want my father to have it, and it's more than that. the The fact of the matter is, I want I want you this meal to be a reconciliation between my my father. If it's totally yours, then it won't really qualify. It won't help to reconcile. So it's it 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 whether he's however he words it, it's going to still be problematic according to Rafa. So that's the story. Okay, brings us to the next thing. Oh, Gabra, there was a fellow. It was not a good guy, okay? He was stealing flax. It was a, it was a whatever, a delinquent. So the father says, you know, he's not behaving properly. This property is not yours. You're not going to get any inheritance from me. So so they told the father, I said, you know, this kid, I get it. He's a bad kid. You don't want him to get a Yerusha. He's a troublemaker. He's not going to use it right. Okay, I, whatever it is. Amrullah, but they told him, what if his son's, a, you know, comes the yeshiva student? He might happen. My, what about then? That you sort of like messing up that, uh, um, you know, like uh, that kid's gonna need help. You're gonna by precluding it from the son, you're like not allowing it to get to the grandson that might be a good boy. So Amr so he said, you know what? Likniadin, you take this. If my grandson will be a rabbinical scholar, so then let him acquire it. So my what's Allah over here? So that's the case. Following the case, he was taking it away, the Yerusha, from his son. And they told him, but what if the grandson's good? So he says, okay, you'll hold it. 
by you that whatever I was supposed to give to my son, you're going to hold on to it. If my grandson is a yeshiva bacher, then we'll let him have it. Okay? Like a trust. It's a trust, kind of like a trust. That's exactly what. Uh, <laughs> that's what. Uh, the problem is in a trust that you have to trust. Okay. <laughs> you have to be able to trust in order to have a trust. Trustee has to be trustworthy. Right. So anyway, so that's a story. So that's the Shaila. My, is that the same thing as this Matnas Beishoron? It's not really a gift. It's a gift for, to gift to the next, to the grandson. So Amri Pumpetisai, the people in Pumpetisa said, Kani, Kani, Amenas Lahaknasu, it's a choir for the sake of Giving. That's not a real Kenyan. Meaning, I'm not giving it to you to have it all. You're not entitled to it. It's all, the whole entitlement is only to get it to the next person, and therefore it's not a good Kenyan. That's what the Pumpa Disai say, Rabbi. does work. Why? We do this all the time. It's called the Kenyan Sutra. Anybody who goes to a wedding, you watch the rabbi, he gives you the pen, or we sell, when he sells the chametz, you pick it up, and it's a manas lakanas, you know, they, they, you know you, obviously, you're holding up the handkerchief, you pick it up, and then you give back the handkerchief. It's only, you know, you're not, it, it, it's certainly not expected that the rabbi gave you his pen, and he expects you to walk off with it, you know what I'm saying? You know, here's the, the cheap pen. Here's the pen, he picks it up, and then he says, thank you, I like this pen. No, that was not the idea. But, um, anyway, so it's Almanas Lachnos and it works. So what's the difference? So Amr Ravashi, Oman Leimelon, who told you the Sudra by the case of the kerchief, he toughest lay le mitfes. What if the guy didn't do it as he was, attended, as he was intended? He said, he took it for himself. You're going to say it doesn't work? It's not, it's not taken? That's, uh, maybe it will be taken. In other words, yeah, the guy could walk off the pen. Obviously, that was never, it wasn't the expectation. But it was a full gift, and he could. The difference is also, is that over there, you're acquiring the Sudr now. Yeah, it's for the purpose of giving it back, but it's a Kenyan from now. But Halein Nixon, this property, the Adain, when does he want it to actually be acquired? Later on. That's when the Kenyan will happen. And uh, so, um, so, um, and that point, he needs to give it to the next party. So in other words, we're assuming is, the way the Ran explains over here is that he, he the Kenyan, I don't mean even this trustee to actually acquire it. It's not really belonging to him until w- then when he, uh, when, it's, when, the, you know, when it works out that the, that the grandson is, is, a, is a yeshiva bacher, so he'll make the Kenyan and then give it to him. So and that's, uh, that's much later, so maybe it doesn't work. Okay, so Amrle Ravala of Nachman. Well, so Rav said to Rav Nachman, wait a second. That wasn't a good Kenyan. 
Um, and that was the Kenyan. So the, he's asking, Rav Nachman says that it works. And we're asking, but why Manus Bishorin did it not work? What's the difference? Okay. So Rav Nachman had a few answers, two answers that he switched off. The difference there is because it's very clear that he never meant it from the fact that the, the meal itself proves that he doesn't want that it should be really belonging to that guy. That's one answer. And other times he gave a different answer. Rabbi Yezer, he gets going like Rabbi Yezer. The Amr Afilu Vitor Aser B'Modrana. Just like we learn, like according to Rabbi Yezer, that we, the level of the, the sensitivity that we require in Nidorim is higher than what normal people allow for. Okay, it's, we're, we're, it's a similar principle. Just like by Rabbi Yezer, I don't know if you remember, things that normally people are like okay with, let's say, you know, like uh, walking in my property, you know, like, so most people don't mind the guy walks, uh, you know, walks and, and the, that's Mavata. But if there's an Isra, no, then, all, then there's Akpada, the, the one we normally, again, it depends on the neighbor, okay? Yeah, I know, I know the neighbor. Not always, okay. Not always is it so. But anyway, there's an idea like that. Theoretically, there's an idea like that. But uh, Vitor is Aser if there's Mudrana. So too, it makes sense that even though Kani Amanatos <coughs> in Hilchas Kinyanim may be a good Kinyan, but in Nidarim, it's just a higher threshold. That's really the idea. Okay. Um, Tanan, back to the final, final last piece over here. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. So it's saying a broad term. Any matana that doesn't have this quality that if you made it hegdish, it's 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 hegdish, then it's not a gift. So what's that call? Call is like an, a broader term. Isn't it like really coming to extend to this grandson case? Um, that that was the who was stealing the guy the the son who was stealing uh, uh, stealing the flax stealer, so so which we're saying is that that too it's not a true Kenyan and it's not good. It's the latter the latter version of Rava. As you remember, there's two ways that he could word it. One is he could have said it's only by you so that my father can acquire it. Or he says it is by you, and uh, you know. And if you want, my father could have some. You know, it's like he was gave it a little parv. And he's and Rabbi's second version is that either way, it's not allowed over there, because the bottom line is the meal is proof that he only means that literally that's the proof is in the pudding. Okay, that he just means that it should go to, uh, uh, to to go to his father. That his father should actually benefit from him. And that's what that's clearly his intent over there. So when the intent is proven, so then it doesn't mean that it's a good opinion. But perhaps over here, by the case uh, where he wants it to go to the grandson, so then it is in true is actually a true opinion. And as far as the halacha goes, so there's so the Ran discusses this and he says that in general, um, well, so he says that I, in his version he holds like Rav Nachman is right that. Uh, Kini Amenas Aknos is good, like like all Kenyan Sudar, and um, and he felt that the, even though there was a question of Rashi that you know you know that uh, that you know what if he, maybe he could walk off with it, 
he said he just thought that was a a dechia ba'alma, and uh, and that's the story. Anyway, bottom line is here's how he paskins like Nachman, but um, uh, he, the, the other other uh, the, the Rambam he's kind of uh, confused confused because the Rambam paskins both ways. He paskins like Rav Nachman, which is that, uh, um, and uh, and then whatever and. Whatever I don't know. He had a kasha in the Rambam. He just felt that the, he was contradicted himself. But anyway, all right. We'll stop over here and continue. Take it tomorrow to new daf. Oh, Mazel. Hajolach Hajotvin.